Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. Men's mental health matters. Live life with an outback mind. Thank you very much for joining in, uh, guys. Thank you for all the feedback from the previous podcast we've done over the last couple of weeks. Um, some really good uh, insight and information there on uh, on some of the uh, stories that uh, were shared and, uh, yeah, some really uh, awesome people coming along. And today I have an unbelievable uh, guest with me by the name of Grant Coggill. Um, Grant's from Rockhampton, a Rockhampton area original uh, Rockhampton boy, and um, he's a well-known mixed martial arts fighter. He's been into martial arts uh, since he was a young fella, and basically at the age of 40 now, he's sort of you know, making some changes in his life, um, whether he can continue fighting or not, or whether he needs to surrender. That's the, uh, the choice uh, that Grant's uh, you know, looking to make, and, and basically try and pass his advice and knowledge and guidance and wisdom on to other men to be able to help us uh, to be more aware, physically, mentally uh, as well, and to be able to maybe look at um, you know, letting go sometimes when we, we're, we're faced with uh, losing our identity. I think it's really key, and it's a hard thing for a guy to do when we've sort of been known for being something or someone. Um, so Grant and I are going to talk a lot. Sorry, Brent and I are going to talk a lot about that today, um, and my own sort of personal journey will uh, will, will, will sort of weave into that because I sort of had the same sort of stuff going on a few years back, and um, we're going to have a, a really a really open and honest chat about it all, and um, you know, sort of what it takes to live the left uh, the rest of our lives, um, you know, and thrive and sort of use our experiences that we've had previously and be able to learn from them and grow from them. I think that's really key and important. So. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat. Um, just want to make special mention to The Real Shift who support the podcast. They have a nine-week deep dive program where they help people through transitions. Uh, so if you've got a habit in your life you're looking to change or you want to get some guidance or advice around uh, looking into a new career or a new uh, way of living, their deep dive program is awesome. They've got a new one starting uh, in a couple of weeks. So I really encourage you to jump on their website. It's realshift.com. If you go to realshift.com forward slash deep dive, you mentioned the Outback Mind podcast, you'll get a 10% discount. So I really uh, encourage you to uh, look at uh, investing in yourself. It's pretty cheap um, and, uh, yeah, the outcomes are significant. So please uh, check them out. Uh, also, if you'd like to help us out, the Outback Mind Foundation, with a donation, would be really grateful. We don't uh, get any funding and, um, you know, all what we do is, is donation space. So... You can jump on the website outbackmind.org.au. If that doesn't work, go outbackmind.com.au. There's a few um, tricks there at the moment. And uh, look at um, uh, the Support Us page and you can just uh, choose a donation there. would be really grateful. All right, appreciate your feedback on this uh, chat with Brent and I to support at outbackmind.com.au. G'day, Grant. 
G'day, mate. How are you? Did I just say Grant? I meant Brant. My God, what am I doing? I'm, I'm half asleep. I apologise, mate. <laughs> All good. How's things, mate? Oh, really good, thanks. Yeah, really good. Yep. I'm in a really good place at the moment, so things are going great. Yeah, awesome. Mate, I'd like to hear a bit about your journey, like growing up, um, sort of where life took you through your, you know, your adolescence and sort of coming out the mm-hmm. other side. Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, um, uh, growing up, um, I come from a, a, a grazier background. So my, um, my dad was a grazier, his, his, you know, parents were graziers and had a property, um, you know, just north of Marlborough in central Queensland, and um, and uh, they drew it out of a selection, and I guess um, you know, kind of were primary producers, and and um, and so I guess pretty um, you know typically country. You know, um, my family were bull riders and camp drafters, a lot to do with horses and, and that kind of thing. You know, and um, and growing up, I um, I just had a fascination with um, martial arts. Uh, my grandmother taped uh, The Karate Kid off of, uh, off of the TV when I was little and I used to watch it all the time at her place and, and I watched Bruce Lee movies and Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff and um, I was just really inspired by, you know, the control, you know, the um, control of their body and their mind and just really inspired to be able to move and, and you know, have that kind of discipline and, you yeah, know, so... So um, we, um, we, uh, my, my father knew somebody, um, you know, in a little town not far from us and, uh, that taught karate and I started karate when I was seven. Mm. Um, we, uh, I did my first grading on my eighth birthday and, um, and I, you know, I was hooked. I just loved it. And, um, you know, as time went on, um, um, you know, there was some drama and, my my mum ended up, um, uh, you know, running away with the karate instructor. Basically, mm. it was a bit it was a bit more to it than that. Um, but um, obviously, that's sort of how it happened. So my karate instructor became my stepfather. Stepdad, yeah, jeez. Yeah, and um, which you know, um, I guess no kid likes to have their you know their parents split up, and um, and to go through that was really tough. But I guess. You know, looking back, it was um, it was really great for me because you know I, I had to train, and um, it was a sort of part of our life. So my um, uh, so my stepfather, my mother, myself, um, my brother and sister, my younger brother and sister, we all did karate. It was a karate family. We ran the we ran the dojo, and it was just sort of part of our lives, mm. and. Um, it was a bit of a struggle for me. Uh, I was a bit rebellious because of the breakup, and um, and uh, but I was I was forced to go, mm. and, and I'm really grateful for that because it taught me a lot of discipline, a lot of self discipline, and um, yeah. And I think um, by the time I um, was old enough to move out, uh, I was 16, and I started an apprenticeship um, as a motor mechanic, um, and I left school and I stopped doing karate and I went off riding bulls and, um, you know, tried to follow in my father's footsteps, I guess, more and, you know, I was partying and carrying on and and after a 
a year or two of that, I, I kind of realised that I missed karate and I went back to it. What sort of level and, had um, you uh, achieved? Like you were uh, like uh, maybe a third or fourth damn black belt by then. Um, I got my shodan, my first arm, when I was uh, thirteen. Mm. Yeah, and um, and then um, yeah, so I was a black belt already, you know, by that time, and and then um, I met my, you know, my partner, my uh, my my wife now, uh, when I was younger, and uh, you know, when I was seventeen and. And, um, and I wanted to show her karate and, um, you know, what I'd done and, and I'd realized that I'd lost a lot of skill. So I just kind of, I had to go back and, um, and, uh, you know, and then I kind of, I, I was really driven to compete and, um, you know, it was a bit of a quest to try and become uh, you know, world champion. Mm, mm. Mm. Incredible, mate. Just quickly. Do you remember the names of uh, the young fella in Karate Kid and, and his mentor? Oh, absolutely, Daniel Larusso and Mr Miyagi. Yeah, Mr Miyagi. <laughs> Mr Miyagi. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think now that I'm older and I've watched the series uh, Cobra Kai, I'm a little bit more of a Johnny Lawrence fan. <laughs> mm, mm, unbelievable, mate. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Very inspirational, and uh, it's good to see that you had that exposure as a young fella. You know. Mm. So, um, you know, I guess it was, I'm kind of the black sheep of the family, uh, you know, mostly country, and I'm this guy who uh, likes you know, Eastern philosophy and, and martial arts and, and um, a little bit more deep, and, uh, you know, so there's a little bit of a contrast there. Mm, what, um, so, so the rest of your family are pretty much um, into that, um, you know, that, 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 that rodeo sort of scene primarily on your father's side, are they still involved with that now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, um, my, uh, my uncle was an Australian bull riding champ and, and um, you know, dad toured with a lot of, um, you know, PBR, um, you know, bull riders and my cousins on that side are in the PBR and, you know, ride bulls and, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, very, very much still a strong country connection, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, my life. Tell me mm. when when your mum and dad split up, and you were you were quite. It sounds like you were quite upset or, or angry. Did that aggression go into you? Um, you know, maybe uh, fighting others and uh, and that type of thing. How did you manage it as a young fella? Oh, you know what? I didn't manage it that well. I was um, pretty angry, and um, I guess I was I was hurt, and my um, you know. Um, my, my father was pretty angry. He was pretty hurt. He, he was my hero. So, mm. um, you know, we only saw him on school holidays um, because we moved so far away after this after the breakup. And um, mm. and so, you know, it was kind of one playing the other through the kids. And so every time we come back from dad's place, um, you know, we'd act up and, or I would anyway, act up and, and uh, make things difficult for my mother and my stepfather, and you know it was um, it was it was a really tough time for me. Mm. But um, you know, I guess looking back, it was you know it, it was a lot of growth in it. Mm. How old were you, mate? Um, when they split up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was um, I was uh, I was uh, eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, pivotal age. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was tough, but um, 
and I guess I was the eldest, so I could have, I kind of understood the most um, of what was going on, and it just, um, and I was I'm pretty rebellious, so you know, pretty strong-headed. I, I made things very difficult for my for my mother and my stepfather. And, mm. um, yeah, so it was um, it was tough for all of us. Yeah, mate, and you know, you need to be proud of yourself for moving through it positively because. You know, that sort of trauma as a young fella can lead into negative behaviours as we get older and it seems like you've put your negative into some fairly positive things. Mm, I think I've got karate to, to thank for that. You know, it was a constant in my life. There's something that was constant that I always had where everything was changing around me all the time. There was always karate. There was always that discipline. There was always something I could um, focus on, you know, um, that, uh, that sort of got me through and made me grow. And for me, karate is more than just punching and kicking, you know. And um, it's a it's a little bit deeper than that. It's, mm-hmm. it's about developing your character and you know um, being a good person. It's a more of a holistic approach to life, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely, that's right. And it's probably been a great foundation for you, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward. So, so where did life progress for you, sort of from your late teens and so forth? Were you able to go into that as a career or did you go into some other form of discipline or, or work to be able to you know provide yourself with an income well karate you can't really earn money from you know mm. it's just not popular enough to be a spectator sport or to have sponsors or anything like that but um i loved it and i wanted to to win world championships so i trained um i obviously got an apprenticeship as a motor mechanic and um I um I just trained before and after work every day and um and I travelled because we lived in Rockhampton. I wasn't a lot of karate people in Rocky, mm-hmm. Central Queensland, so I had to travel down to Sydney and, and Brisbane and you know, just to get sparring and, and to, to compete and spend a lot of money and time and and um you know, I, I went to um seven world championships and and I um you know, there was a lot. It took, I think, three three world championships before I got out of the first round. Mm, <laughs> so, you know, it was um, it was pretty difficult, and I had a lot of heartbreak. But I just kept going, and I ended up um, uh, winning a couple of bronze medals at world championships, and mm. and um, you know, uh, and I guess because because of karate, because I wanted it so bad, there was this. Um, uh, you know, like I was missing something. I was I was choking all the time in competition. I was putting far too much pressure on myself, and I needed to figure out what was going on so that I could progress and, and get past that first round. And actually, um, met a um, met a met a bloke at um, at Hastings Deering. I, I became a, a diesel fitter, and um, it was this big guy with tattoos and a bald head and he was a boiler maker and um, not your you know not your typical sort of um, emotional kind of person but he he'd been through cancer and he um, he done he done a lot of kinesiology mm-hmm. and um, and he started talking to me about um, feelings and emotions and and started to open my mind up towards the universe and different things and I and um, and I found that, um, you know, I started competing better and I started feeling better about myself and, and uh, things just started to shift for me. And since then, I sort of, I couldn't get enough 
I wanted, I just uh, had this real thirst for this knowledge and I um, kind of, um, you know, him and I spent five years together just um, uh, going through, you know, so much, uh, you know, digging through my past and, and unpacking everything and mm. and um, sort of learning and growing and it really helped my, my competition but it also helped the rest of my life, you know, it helped me... Um, show up better as a you know as a partner you know better relationships better at work and Mm. a little bit um um, better within myself i started improving the relationship with myself and Mm. it really made the the biggest difference did you did you have issues when you were probably in that mindset of wanting to win was that affecting your relationship with your girlfriend or wife and was it affecting your relationship with other people around you yeah absolutely because you know, I, I was, um, I was, uh, I'd swing. My moods would go really high and really low, mm. and because I'm such a, I've been told. My wife tells me all the time, I'm a big personality. I've got a lot of energy. Um, everybody around me feels what I'm feeling. You know, if I'm up and I'm feeling good, everybody's up around me feeling good. But when I'm down, um, it's really, I'm really hard to be around. <laughs> yes, yeah, and. Um, so just finding the middle road, you know, finding, um, you know, a, a, a little bit more um, contentment, you know, was probably the key for me to be a little bit more centred and um, that's, you know, what I'm continuing to work on now. Yeah, mate, um, <clears throat> getting off track, one of the, the biggest gifts that I, I was sort of not, not so much taught but taught myself was to develop the neutral mind so you're not swinging too much, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, mm. and that's, that's a, real, um, a real flaw for, for men in general because we, we're up or we're down and all of a sudden there might be a pill to sort that out. But primarily if we yeah. can get this neutrality back in our lives so you know, everything gets better and, and everyone benefits from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess it was kind of a combination of um, my friend Dennis who, who, um, you know, who taught me a lot, my first uh, real spiritual mentor, I guess you could say, and... Um, and the lessons and the coaching that I got from national coaches and karate, you know, about um, levels of arousal, uh, uh, levels of arousal, and you know, um, going into competi- competition and calming myself down, or you know, finding that right balance. Yeah, mm, absolutely, that's right. It's tricky, and you know, as we're as we're sort of growing as men, the testosterone's sort of all over the place too, and all that, and. We don't really understand it. Our brain's still developing till 25 as well, you know, and um, uh, when yeah. we're tense, we can we can knock that out with booze or, or, you know, whatever, but primarily, you know, I just think there's a there's a huge need to be able to help, you know, men young and old to be able to get to that, that calm, natural state because that's really our, our truth at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, mate. So, how did it um, how did it progress for you from there? So, once you sort of moved away from karate, did you get involved with mixed martial arts back then? Yeah. So, um, I had um, there's a few influences. Um, one of the major influences was um, uh, Danny Higgins. Danny Higgins is really a pioneer of MMA in Australia, and he um, actually trained karate with my instructor and. Um, uh, I sort of I've known Daniel since I was a you know a little kid, and uh, he was always like you know one of those guys that I looked up to that um, was very skilled and 
just um, just had a, a really um, a really good mindset and and um, he was always around but um, after um, I was you know um, uh, you know I'd gone as far as that I could probably go in karate I, I started to learn and, and um, you know do other things and um, I wanted to kind of test myself and test my karate and see what I could really do like how would it stand up in a real fight and would I be you know able to, to use my karate and and um, to be able to handle that stress and that pressure and that tension and I guess it kind of changed for me where I wasn't really just doing it to compete and be the best but I was doing it to challenge myself and for my own personal growth this is where the personal development the personal growth started to become um, more than just helping karate uh, it was kind of you know the other way around where combat was kind of helping my personal growth and challenging that you know and I was a bit of a shift there yes so I left um, Hastings Deering and um, I started running a business for my father that's a uh, pool maintenance business and um, and, uh, and whilst I, I did that I um, you know I got off the tools and I was learning how to run a business and um, I started doing um, mixed martial arts, started learning jiu-jitsu and, you know, having a ground game and and um, I uh, had my first MMA fight, you know, first amateur fight and I come away with a win so I thought I'm going to, you know, pursue this even further and, um, and um, you know, after a few years um, we ended up opening um, one of the MMA gym that I was going to in Rocky, um, it's solved. And there was a whole lot of us that wanted to, you know, continue to train together. And I still remember the drive over to, to have this meeting with everyone about, you know, where were we going to train and how we're we going to stay together. And um, had this thought, oh, I could start, I could start something. I could find a shed or I could rent some place, and you know, we could all get together and train. Mm-hmm. And um, and just by chance, I, I knew somebody that 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 was, uh, had a CrossFit gym and they'd moved out of a space and said we could move into there and then, uh, you know, so um, we opened up um, Fitzroy Martial Arts. How old and, were you um, then, mate? How old were you? Oh, so that was in 2014 or 2015, mm-hmm. so not that long ago, seven or eight years ago. Mm. Everything, happens, um, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so we're running the gym before and after. Um, I was also running a um, pool maintenance business and running the gym and training. You know, I was still competing at world championships at that level at that time mm. and also training for an MMA fight. And, um, and I, we had to cut something. We had to drop something. And I realized that, um, you know, like our, our lease was coming to an end with the, um, with the gym. And so I had a decision to make. And um, so I, um, I quit the, the pool maintenance business. Uh, you know, that was a bit of a test because um, it was my dad's business and I, I'm loyal, and, um, but I had to be loyal to myself. And so um, we kind of went all in. I, I, um, I threw the shoes over the fence, so to speak, but, you know, I had to, I had to go all in. And, um, and uh, I found another... Um, another building and we couldn't really afford it 
I, uh, I talked to, you know, my, um, my mother about it. I said, oh, look, I, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, we're leaving the pool shop. Um, I found this other, this other building, can't really afford it. What do you think? And she said, well, why don't you just go for it? You know, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. I said, oh, I'll probably just go back to being a mechanic. She said, well, why don't you just do it? Mm-hmm. So, so we signed the, the lease and we went into it. And then two weeks later, we could afford to pay the bills. So mm. that's where we made that transition to, um, to running my own business and, and martial arts. And, you know, it was, um, it was very exciting. It was, it was excellent. You know, mm. all this pressure was off and, um, I could just um, spend time training and coaching and doing what I love. Yeah, awesome, so, mate. And yeah. obviously the uptake was pretty good, like people young and old sort of gravitated towards it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my father told me before I started, because I was working for him, he said, oh, look, you've got a secure job, you know, um, you yeah. know, you know, I'll always look after you. I don't think an MMA gym in Rockhampton is going to work. I don't think you're going to make it. Mm. Um, and I said, well, you know, thanks, well, I appreciate you caring about me, but I'm going to give it a crack anyway and see what happens. Good on you. And, um, and it ended up working out, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. so, you know, and it was a, it was really cool. We had some really cool people, like some, some really cool experiences. I sort of had left karate by that stage and I was really, well, it was teaching karate, but I just wasn't competing. And then, um, you know, I was uh, more turning my focus on to MMA because mm. MMA is getting increasingly more popular. It was helping the gym, with, you know, promoting the gym and yeah, young fighters that wanted to come through and um, and I was just, um, yeah, doing what I loved. Mm. So it was, um, it was really cool. Yeah. Good, good to be living your passion pretty much, mate. But isn't it funny how, like, people in our family uh, can sometimes, like, be taking us into the negative and, you know, the self-doubt and all that sort of stuff. But <clears throat> it's really mm. pleasing to hear that you were brave enough to move through that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think it was um, – it didn't make it any easier, you know, Dad saying that. But he didn't know what I knew, you know. Mm. And I – I mean, I had to have a go because if I didn't, I probably would um, – you know what they say about, um, you know, the weight of regret – Weighing more than um, you know, the, you know, than the, the weight of not trying. You know, so the way it, it just, it just um, I needed to do it. Otherwise, uh, I didn't want to regret not having a crack. You know. Yes, my observation is, mate, that's your higher self speaking, and uh, yeah. and and we can we you can easily get pulled back into um, you know the safety, but but primarily if you can open the door and tap into that, then obviously the growth of the individual comes but also the growth of, it, of other people come because you're able to provide mm. something which is um, you know transformational for people yeah yeah and and looking back you know um we did have a huge impact on a lot of people and it was it was really great for me and you know um and my family as well i mean our kids both they both train you know martial arts and they're in the gym every day it's it's really good for them and um, my wife, um, you know, became a yoga instructor and that's been great for her, mm. growth there. And mm. we sort of, um, you know, Leah and I run it together and we're, we're great mates. So, um, you know, we work well together and 
we're a good team and it's, it, it was good for our relationship. It was good for the kids and, you know, it was good for our community, all our karate members and, you know, the jiu-jitsu family and, mm. yeah, it was, it was really cool. Amazing, mate. Uh, yeah, good on you mm. and, yeah, congratulations for doing that because you think back 10 years before when you were sort of in that mindset of, um, of you know achieving and so forth how your relationship might have been fractured a bit but being able to sort of come from this space of growth and if you took your father's advice you'd be you'd be always in this doubt and that would affect your relationship and that too but you know because you've expanded everyone seems to expand around that yeah i probably might have been a bit more resentful if i'd have taken his advice and maybe it would have been um, I would have thought that I was resentful against him, but I think I would have mainly been resentful on myself for not, you know, for, uh, for listening to him and not following my heart. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes, mate. We so, definitely talk more about that one, you know, and, and that's that's one of the um, the untold gifts of being a human is to be able to be aware of that and, 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 and flow with it rather than against it, I guess, yeah. And, you know, though, a lot of these realizations that I've had, I've, I've only had them looking back, you know, like I really believe that um, life has to be, you know, lived forwards, but it can only be understood looking backwards, you know. Yes, that's right. And not being, not being trapped in that backwards, you know, what was there, mm-hmm. like being thankful for it and, and really appreciating yeah. where it's taken you now. And that's one of the traps of, uh, of being a man is we get we get stuck in the past and we, we dwell in mm. that and we, you know, it blocks our growth, you know. We, we've, got to, we've got to get up every day and say thanks for everything that you've um, done to get yeah. me to, to this point so far. If we can do that, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, we're in a, a space of openness, I guess, and we um, mm. it's, a, it's a hard thing to do because the negative mind's there to protect us, but at the same yes. time, we've got to be able to move through that. Yeah, I heard a, a really great analogy um, uh, the other day, actually, we were, we were talking about just this with my brother, and he said it's like driving a car and looking in the rearview mirror. It's it's a great tool, and you can see what's behind you, and you can you know use that um, use that to you know to drive the car. But you can't spend your whole life looking in the rearview mirror; otherwise, you can't see where you're going. That's right. Check it for safety, mm. but uh, other Check than that, don't be stuck there. Yeah. 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 Mate, um, so. So tell me how this MMA career sort of uh, took off, you know. So you, you started to have a win or two and then, then you started to get a bit of self-belief and then obviously doors started to, to open up and progress from there? Yeah, so um, I, um, I had three amateur fights before I went pro and um, it was a win-loss-win. Mm. Um, and then, um, you know, and you always get more um, out of your losses than you do out of your wins. As we say in the fight game, it's win or learn. Yeah. And um, and so there was a lot of growth there. And, and then I went pro and I won my first uh, my pro fight. And uh, so, you know, I guess there was a lot of ego involved because of the hype of MMA and, you know, the, the, the bravado and the whole scene. And it's not a competition, it's a show. So, yeah. you know, it's... Um, it was, um, yeah, it was cool and I enjoyed it and there was a lot of growth because there was a few tough times. Um, but, you know, it, it helped the gym and it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I had my 11th fight, um, my 11th fight in, um, in September 2019, and that was the last fight that I had, and it was for a belt. And so this was the biggest fight that I had um, taken, and, and I was sort of thinking somewhere in the back of my mind that this might be the last one. And, um, and um, I guess I was, the gym had grown quite considerably, and um, I had a lot of staff, and, and um, it sort of, you know, it got to a point like it did when we, um, when we sort of transitioned to the gym where there was a lot happening. The gym was um, quite busy. I was spending a lot of time coaching, but I was also spending a lot of time training and running business and being a good father and husband and I, um, I was just burnt out. I was, I was pretty stressed and I, um, I went to Japan for, um, for a couple of weeks for a training camp and, um, you know, I went back to um, my roots with karate a bit and that was just before my MMA fight and I got back from that and I was, I was burnt out but I didn't realise it and I, um, I went to a kinesiologist and she's a lovely lady. She's an absolute master. Her name's Mari. And um, Mari said, um, "Do you really have to take this fight? Because I don't think I don't think you're in a good place." And I said, "No, I have to take it. I'm, I'm taking this fight." She said, "You just got to be careful because if you burn yourself out or if you, you continue to push too hard, life is going to give you a big slap in the face." Yeah. And she gave me that warning. <laughs> and um, so anyway. I, I just continued on anyway, and um, we got to the we got to the show, um, big show. Um, I was the main event uh, with a you know really good fighter, and, um, and I think I, it was um, it was a late night too. It was I think I, I ended up fighting at about midnight or half past twelve, and um, and I um, I just oh. I don't know. I just wasn't thinking. I wasn't. I wasn't on. I wasn't switched on. And um, you know, uh, he, he just hit me with a with a big left hook. And um, you know, he kneed me in the face and he opened opened me up. Mm. Um, you know, right down the middle of my head. And I had a big um, big split down the middle of my forehead. And mm. and then um, he just took my back and ended up choking me out. You know, and I was just in a big pool of my own blood and. Mm. And um, it was just humiliating because it was the first round. I didn't really get to, I didn't really get a good fight in. I didn't really get to show myself or my skills. My all my peers were there. All the people that I trained with, everyone was, you know, had had um, tuned in and was watching it live. And and there was um, all the coaches and mentors. And mm. I feel like I kind of kind of let everybody down but I didn't show who I really was I didn't show what I could really do and um, yeah it was just um, like I said it was humiliating mm. um, I, um, I got sort of taken out the back and um, there were some medics back there and they stitched me up put nine nine stitches in my face and and um, I did the right thing I, I, I went shook hands with my opponent and congratulated him on a good fight and the promoter and the coach and you know thanks for having me and and uh myself my coach and my wife went back to the hotel room had a bit of a chat i went into the into the shower and i just 
I just all my eyes out. Yeah. I, I was so upset, you know, it just it sort of broke me, you know. Yeah. And um, it's a real, real low point. And I guess Mario was right, life did slap me in the face, you know. Mate, I'm hearing <clears throat> you, 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 well, first of all, having, being awake at midnight and, and having to perform is probably not really fluent, you know, for, for what you could yeah. possibly do as an individual, but <clears throat> mate, your, your nervous system had taken a huge hit, you know, and uh, yeah. you just kept pushing, 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 and eventually you get kicked in the ass, you know, so, yeah. so the real, mate, out of that, there's been a huge growth trajectory for, 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 for you, trajectory, I should say, for you, because yeah. you could actually help people understand, if you hadn't won that fight, you know, you'd be still probably going around the same loop, but... To be able yeah, to actually, yeah, to be self-aware enough um, to to understand that we need to manage ourselves more wisely, I think is really really mm-hmm. important, and the gift that that's come from that. Yeah, I just want to say too that I don't want to take anything away from my opponent that night. Mm. You know, I, I know that you know I said, oh, you know, I was burned out, and you know, I was this, and it was late, and I had all these these you know things leading up to it, but him, uh, you know. As a fighter, Ty, uh, Ty is his name, um, is an excellent fighter and, you know, like, um, really skilled and I don't want to take away anything from him, you know, or make excuses. Yes. Um, he was the better fighter on the night, you know, so, you know, costed him. Yes. Um, yeah, so after, um, after that, I got home and I, I did a Facebook post and I said, thanks to Ty and I... And I and I said, you know, it's all good. I'm I'm up and I'm going to battle through this. And I put on a brave face for everybody because I wanted to show what a, you know, how how a real champion, you know, handles a loss. And I just really wanted to lead from the front. And um, I um, I think two weeks later was uh, Shotokan week, which is a karate national titles seminar gradings. We do it every year, and it goes for a week. And it was in um, in Central Queensland. In um, in Japan, mm. and so I had to run up in front of our karate community, and they all knew what I was up to, and I these stitches in my head, and I had to you know go through the story of you know losing to everybody that asked me about it, and, you know, and, and I, my, I had to take my kids to training, I had to coach, you know, while I was there, and and my feeling was that. I had to give back to everybody because I'd been so selfish for how many of the months it was I was preparing for that fight. I wasn't Mm. present for everybody. I was being selfish so that I could, you know, um, I could uh, train and get ready for it. And and so I figured, well, I'll just give everything to everybody else. They need it now and this is, you know, the right thing to do. Mm. So um, I... um, I was um, on the, uh, the the competition. Um, took the kids to the competition, and I, I guess that the, the everything was just getting too much. I, I was forgetting things. I, I mean, I I, um, I on the way there, I ran out of fuel, and then so I, I, I pulled into a service station, and I drive a diesel, you know, diesel truck, and I and I filled it full of petrol, <laughs> and then I broke down. And, yeah. Um, you know the, um, the the tow truck had to come and get us, and I was I was late, and um, you know we got there, and I and I was refereeing, and um, I was making all these mistakes. I just couldn't 
couldn't think. And the head referee came over and gave me a serve for, for making all the, all these mistakes. And and I just I just looked at him and I said, I'm, I can't do this. And when I said those words, I just broke down and cried in front of everyone there, you know. And I, it was, that was, that was kind of really the breaking point, you know. That was, I had to go outside, my coach took me outside. Just thinking about it now kind of makes me a bit emotional because um, mm-hmm. I remember how, how terrible it felt. How old? So, and, um, how old were you then, mate? And was that like a year or two ago? That was um, two years ago. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 40 this year, so I was 38. Yes. Yeah. Incredible, mate. Mate, and, um, um, yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, my instructor took me outside and he, um, we just had a chat and he said, he, you know, what do you want to do? What do you feel like doing? And I just said, oh, I just want to go home. I just, I just need to go home. And he said, well, just, just go. Don't worry about it. I said, what about the kids and people I'm supposed to coach and the referees? Said, Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll sort it. You know, we'll get someone to bring the kids home. We'll, 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 we'll deal with it. Mm. <sighs> Sorry, mate. No, you're right, mate. No, no worries. I really appreciate you, you, you being, um, able to talk about this so openly because yeah it's it's a, a tough a tough one and you know I, I just think um you know that was that was probably um a major t- turning point for you um obviously being a dad and, and obviously you know pushing so hard as an individual um really um you know obviously took its toll and, and that's that's you know what's what's happened but geez mate you know at, at 38 um you know i'm so grateful that 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 did happen because you could be still on this as i said this plane towards being a performer but now i think your heart's starting to lead the way a bit more yeah well after i got home i um i um i just hid um I, I didn't really want to go to training. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to go to coach. I, I stayed home for a couple of weeks. My wife basically run the gym. It was really tough on her. Mm. Um, and um, I, um, I, I just um, I couldn't deal with people or, or the phone or anything. Um, I was just a wreck. Mm. Um, I was training a little bit. Um, you know, with um, some guys in the gym just to keep up some exercise and to do some stuff. And I, I separated my AC joint, you know, and, um, you know, a couple of months later. And, you know, and so I started on the, um, they gave me Oxy. Um, and um, I was beginning to like that too much, you know, uh, because it just numbed everything and made me feel good. And, uh, so when that prescription ended, I was, I was still looking for it, but um, I'm sort of glad that I didn't continue down that road. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I guess um, when I look back, uh, um, the fire and everything that happened, it just, it, um, it, it, um, it broke me open, you know. It, it, yeah. um, it uh, broke that, uh, that mask and just allowed my heart to, to feel, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mate, yeah. you know, thinking back from, from being an eight or nine year old, you're probably still carrying a lot, you know, to be honest. 
um, you know, that have been sort of maybe hidden for a long time. And um, yeah, that's that's one thing. And it's, it's, it's so beautiful to hear that this has happened for you because, you know, a lot of guys carry stuff their whole life and they never really... Um, uh, you know, able to, to release it. But I just think what's happened over that period has really, really opened you up and, and released a hell of a lot for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it broke me up in me. And um, the next two years, um, because of my tenacious attitude um, from all the years of training and all the self-development that I've done, mm-hmm. I, I figured I've got to get myself right. And I, I read so much and I um, meditated like crazy and breathing and breath work and Wim Hof, you know, ice baths and yeah. and um, I just went deep. I went to um, ayahuasca ceremonies and and that, you know, in all of that, um, in that two years, I don't think I would have had, I would have had more growth in that two years than I would have had my, my entire life, yeah. you know. Yep. So I and you know, for a while there, for maybe six to six to eight months after it, I was I was sort of wishing that I'd won that fight and that it, you know things were different. Mm. But now, looking back, I'm I'm grateful that I lost it and I wouldn't change it, not yeah. for anything. Yes, yeah. Because of the growth in that that I received and, and everything that happened to me, and um, I don't think that I'd be in this place if it wasn't for that. So I'm I'm really grateful. But, but yeah, mate, look, you know, I guess uh, as a turning point, there, there's so much growth that's going to happen um, in the future with regards to what you're able to help others um, with uh, and also mm-hmm. to be able to be aware of the cycle of life and how we're sort of going through and how we're, you know, being a performer isn't really what it's all about. You know, we, we, we think it's great to be able to, to be the best at whatever, you know, it is, the discipline that we're in, um, to be able to be put on a pedestal, that sort of stuff. But really, when that gets taken away, we lose our identity. And when a yeah. man loses their identity, that's where we start to hit rock bottom. And I reckon that's really what happened to you. And the same thing sort of yeah. happened to me a little bit too. Like, I, I hit a really pivotal time where uh, I was I was out running one day and, um, and I, I sort of decided, do I need to keep doing this or do I really want to, like, find out who I really am? So, you know, I, I turned the corner and really challenged myself in, a, in another, another way and I got back to the little kid again, um, which was interrupted like you were at eight or nine, you know, and, and that sort of stuff was, was driving me, which was great. I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, I had to get back to the heart again and, and really what the truth was telling me because I'd sort of blocked that or that was blocked for me perhaps, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I really understand and appreciate, you know, where you where you've been and where you've come from because I, I, I've done it myself, you know. You've experienced it as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and, you know, I guess that's why we, we need to try and help other guys realise that we, you know, whether we're in yeah. academia or whether we're in, you know, corporate world or whether we're in, you know, athletic pursuits or or, or whatever, you know, uh, being attached, attached to our identity is, um, you know, it can be a real trap, you know, particularly for a man when we've got to perform, we've got to put food on the table and we've got to, yes. you know, all do all that stuff. Um, you know, we've got to get to know ourselves again and, and you actually got to know yourself again. I think everyone's benefited from that. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I I totally agree, mate. I, I, um, I guess I, I lost that identity. Like, who am I if I'm not a fighter? Mm. And, 
you know, and I guess um, I I kind of always wanted to, to win and be a champion and, and then I never really thought about what I was going to do when all that was over. Like, and I never really thought about it being over. And then, you know, when I got to that point, um, and I was like, well, what do I do now? And who am I? And, you know, what am I? You know, who am I, you know? It was just, uh, it was just um, you know, a big question. And um, it took me, you know, a couple of years to figure it out. And I guess I'm grateful that it was only a couple of years that, you know, um, here are people going through depression that, you know, lasted, you know, 15 years. And mm. I can't imagine doing, you know, doing that. Um, yes. The, that last couple of years was the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. All the years of training and camp, bike camps and, mm. and you know, fear and, and doubt and, and uh, you know, the tears, of, you know, of everything. And it just didn't really compare to that, that two years of, um, you know, that uh, where my heart was broken. Yeah, mate. I, I yeah. had the same realisation this morning, you know. Um, I, I was working out and I'm thinking like it just come stuff comes up and and it was saying to me I was going I was going back all these over these old patterns where I'd push my body really hard and move through them and and really you know I'm 50 now I had to stop and I had to say thank you for all every one of those that I've done because it's helped me uh, you know to where I am now but but yeah, mate, we can get so stuck, and and you know, and that that leads into depression, and, and gets us into this bloody, into this terrible zone of um, feeling unworthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, what ended up happening was I, um, um, we um, we promoted a couple of fight shows, and you know, um, in Rocky and. Um, you know, um, I, um, we ended up promoting uh, a, um, a Rocky charity boxing event for Movember and um, partnered with other businesses in town and I, um, I put this, this boxing event on and the main focus was men's mental health and, and um, as it was um, sort of promoting this fight, uh, this fight show, this, um, this boxing event, um, I um, I took on I took on a fight, and um, and the guy just happened to be the best boxer in Rocky. He was actually um, an Oceana Oceana champ at one stage, so he's a pro boxer. Mm. And I'd had two amateur boxing fights, <laughs> mm. um, but you know, um, but there was no one else in Rocky that had fight him, and he he had a lot of weight on, and this was going to help him. And I thought, well it's going to probably bring a bit of a crowd and it's for charity. So I'll, I'm going to step up and I'd probably regret it if I didn't. Um, and we had 15 fights on the night and I had 11 guys, you know, that I was training at the gym, guys and girls. And, um, it was, um, you know, all for, you know, November. And a lot of people had not even boxed before at all. And so they were doing like a 10 week, um, you know, training camp to get ready to box, and um, you know, it was sort of back in that um, that situation again. You know, where I was training and I was competing and I was running the gym and I was coaching and I was organising this event, 
and and you were fighting. You know, like, I was doing it all again. Like, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how did I put myself back in this situation? And I was just like, just everything was triggering me. Like it was all just um, all coming back to me. And this this was kind of the hardest part. Um, you know, it just got harder, and there was some really dark nights. Mm-hmm. And I um. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had some great support from, you know, some, some beautiful people that helped me, you know, get through it and helped me do it. And, um, you know, I just stuck to all the practices that I've been doing for the last couple of years. I meditated, I, you know, I trained, I, I spoke to people, and but I was in tears most nights. I was just stressed and, yeah. um, you know, uh, we got to the we got to the night, and I, I said to my wife, "I just feel like I'm doing this for everybody else, and why am I doing this to myself? You know, why am I going through the, all this again? You know, and it just um, felt like I was giving too much away. You know, like I like the same thing had happened when I was back at the nationals. You know, um, yes. and I and I cracked and lost it in the first place, and got to the night and. Um, it was, um, you know, um, I was coaching. I think I coached. I coached eleven fights um, on the night. I was running around, making sure that everything was right, running in place, and and um, then it came to my fight. It was the end of the night, and um, and uh, Jono, the guy that I was um, fighting, he just he looked like a machine, you know, who's fit. And um, I was thinking, oh shit, here we go, <laughs> and. Um, you know, I had my son in my corner, my wife was there and all my friends and, and every, you know, all my, um, all the people that I trained and, you know, it was for men's mental health and I was, I was in it and, um, I got myself into the right state of mind. I, you know, um, went into the fight and, and, um, and in the first round, I, I remember thinking I could just, I could just be lazy. I could just let him win you know i could just you know not work as hard and nobody would care nobody would say anything everybody nobody would think bad of me you know it'd be over you know and i could just it'd be over i could just get out of here Mm. and um in that moment i stepped into range and um he hit me with the right hand and put me on the canvas Mm. and i'm um and I was dazed, and uh, and it was all like slow motion, you know. I could see everybody there, and my son and my wife was grabbing hold of the medic's arm. She was like stressed out because she wanted me to keep going through all this, mm. and um, and uh, and it was like a switch. Um, it just everything changed. I I realised I had to fight. I had to get up. Mm. I couldn't lay down and die, you know. I had to get up and fight, not just. Not just in the fight, but for myself mm. and for everybody else as well, and for men's mental health and for all the guys that I trained. And it, there was so many more reasons to fight. You know, it was, it was like there was no, there was no um, backing down or dying. There was that just wasn't an option. Mm. And all of a sudden, everything changed, and um, I got up and um, finished that round. And then I just got better. The next couple of rounds, we only did three rounds, but the next round was better again. The round after that was better again. And it turned into a great fight. And mm. 
he was getting really frustrated because I was using my karate footwork and my <laughs> movement and, uh, you know, like, I just got better and better and um, it just, it went the distance and I didn't end up winning the fight. He, he won it on points, um, but that didn't really matter to me. I felt like I won myself back. I won my will to, to fight, you know, I won that, that piece of me back and, um, and everything changed. I, I felt this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I was just so relieved. I, I went up, back up into the change room and I just, I just cried my eyes out. You know, I was just like, mm. it was like this whole chapter had come to an end. There was like um, a fight had put me into this and then a fight got me out of it, you know? Yes. Yeah. And and um, and after that, I just, um, I don't know, I, I, I I changed. It was um, uh, I just got better and better and better. I kept up all my practices that I had learnt over a couple of years, mm. and but my mindset changed and everything, everything changed. You know, mm. so it's a great moment. Amazing, right? mate. Well, how long ago was that? That was in November last year. Last year, so it's been seven or eight months. Jeez, yeah. Man. So yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm sort of sensing. Obviously, yeah. Look, you you actually let go at that moment, but but a lot of that a lot of that shit came out of your body, and you 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 know you you fronted up to everything that had brought you to that stage as a human. Uh, but but when you finish that fight, you're able to like release, and I think there's been a pretty, yeah. a pretty big amount of growth happened for you as an individual since then. Absolutely. I mean, I felt like. I faced up to my demons. I faced up to all the things that were um, that were um, standing in my way. All the all that um, you know, it all was such a. It was so closely related to what it, what had put me in there in the first place. And because I made that decision, I, I you know I changed the outcome, the way I felt. And and to be honest with you, Aaron, I I don't think that I've ever felt this good within myself ever mm-hmm. i think that i am i'm the best that i've ever been now mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not physically because i'm getting older um and i can't move as fast or i'm not as strong or as fit but mentally i feel um i feel um a lot more centered a lot more myself and and um you know it's just um it was so good we raised thirty-seven thousand for november mm-hmm. you know all those people that had trained and competed, a lot of them had um, mental health problems and, and that really helped them as well. It was such a good thing for the community and, and for everybody, you know, it was um, it was just such a great event. Amazing, mm. mate. Oh, mate, and, and, but not so much that, like you, you've, you've just, you know, continually, you know, got better as a human and, 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 and I think you will continue to, you know, there will be some peaks and troughs along the way, but yeah. I, I just reckon if we can we can have things that keep us grounded and balanced as, as men, then we can we can ward off the need to try and, um, you know, be something or be attached to an outcome or an identity without, um, without fear of judgment of what other people think because... Judgment, yeah. judgment, comparison, criticism are really, you know, really deep traps for guys. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think if we can be kind to ourselves, compassionate to ourselves and others, 
and grateful, then I reckon that's a great place to be in. And I, it's it's tricky because, mm. you know, that, that negative mind, as I said, will pull us back. But if we can sort of stay in tune with that more, then I reckon our lives can be pretty good moving forward. Yeah, you're dead right, mate. You're dead right. I um, The biggest thing I found was that I that I um, improved the relationship I had with myself. Mm. You know, yeah. I... Yeah. You know, I let go of a lot of stuff and I, you know, I'm a lot kinder to myself now and um, I'm a lot more aware of um, my, my mental health and the need for it to be healthy, you know. And mm. So um, all those learnings and lessons, you know, it's just been, um, it's just been something that I feel like because I've been a coach for so long and I've, and I've kind of helped people through martial arts over the years, now I feel that I've, I've gained all these skills and this knowledge. I can, I can pass this on, and other people can get the benefit of my experience. And hopefully, they won't have to go through, you know, you know those dark, those dark nights. You know. Agree, mate. That, that that's right, and I, I, I reckon that's our job now, uh, as men, to be able to help people. Um, you know, yeah. to be aware enough to. Um, you know, to, to notice those sorts of signs and be able to move through them yeah. and, and have tools that, that can help them, um, you know, through the journey. Because I always talk about us, you know, we're, we're not flowing with the energy of life, you know, we're, we're, we're working against it and we're, we're being denatured a lot. And, and if we can start to work with nature and work with the flow of life rather than against it, then we yes. actually do function well because... We get kicks in the ass, exactly like happened to you and happened to me and, and all that and happens to just about everyone out there, you know. We, we get wake-up calls and, and um, you know, that happens for a reason. You can either work with that or against it and, and you, you need to be proud of yourself because you've worked with it those, those couple of times over the last few years. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the biggest sort of, well, you know, the relationship with myself was huge but I think it's, the whole thing, it's taught me how to feel and be more vulnerable and, you know, lead with my heart. I guess it's my heart and my emotions, I guess, it are more, like, I feel more now than I ever have in my life. I feel um, a lot more empathy and I feel a lot more joy and I feel, you know, um, you know, it's, I guess it's just, you know, the feeling that I'm, that I'm, that I've gained and, and um, and, uh, you know, I, I get upset and cry in bloody movies now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I just, I, I love it. I, um, you know, I guess, you know, we're taught not to, to feel and we're not supposed to be weak and, yeah. and, and um, have feelings and that kind of stuff. And now I realise that that's not actually strength. Agreed. Strength is actually being able to feel and being able to show that you can feel and, you know, and not not worry what anybody thinks. That's 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 true strength, you know. Absolutely, mate. And geez, you know, I, I, I know that and I to, I was like thirty seven or thirty eight when I really hit that realisation, you know. Um, yeah. you know, it's a process to be able to, 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 to stay, you know, true with that because we can get pulled back into it, you know, pretty quickly. But mm. geez, mate, um, um, yeah, that's 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 the gift of being a human, and, and we've been sort of taught to work against ourselves rather than with ourselves, you know, and mm. uh, and that's what we're got to try and change, you know, to improve mental health, um, you know, mental well-being, 
uh, and to be able to live this lifestyle, you know, and all this life, you know, in a state of uh, in a state of joy, because really that's what's meant for us, you know, rather than sort of fighting our whole life and then getting to the end of it and then wondering what the hell was that all about, you know. I just think we've got the ability now, at, as you are at forty, or if someone is listening to this at fifteen or fourteen or twenty-four or thirty-four, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can actually still do some things that can help you change because the benefit of that is not just for you, it's for everyone else around you, you know. And um, yeah. um, one of the biggest lessons I had years ago was I, I I got asked to do some work in an aged care facility and I did work with men in there and I went around and asked all these guys what was it that make them happy, you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. their identity as a farmer or a doctor or a psychologist or whatever they were was actually what they did to help other people, you know, and, uh, yeah, and what, yeah. came, what came from that. And, and that is when you're opening your heart up and you're starting to, um, to, to, to live that life, um, you know, which I believe you were meant to. And that's, that's the gift we are as humans, uh, you know, to, to, to be a human because really we've been taught to be reactive rather than proactive and, 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 and yeah. block, block our hearts, you know. No one's going to get through to me. I'm tough. I fight. I do all these sorts of things. But really, once yeah. you open that up and reverse that, that's when that's when beautiful things start to happen as an individual, you know. And um, yeah. we've got to we've got to try and you know live in in that space more and more. I, I guess I think is the the real key, you know. And for 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 guys to actually understand that it is okay to to be like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I um, you totally agree. And um, you know, I guess for most of my life, I've been a competitor and. Yes. Yep. It's always been about me and about me succeeding and me winning. And now it's not really that important anymore. I feel that I'm getting more joy out of seeing other people succeed and other people get it, just knowing that I've had a, had a part in helping them to feel better within themselves. Oh, man, it's, it's so much so much better than if I had won. You know what I mean? I, I, um, I really feel... Um, compelled to help more people and uh, I'm just I feel like my heart's full you know everyone's going to benefit from that thinking back mate you can probably count on one hand the amount of good school teachers you had which actually gave you guidance which stayed with you you know the the rest the rest were the other way but you know you've got the ability to be able to help a lot of people you know not just men uh, all all, uh, all men and, and all women of all ages through your experience and your journey and and you know, mate. You know, the best is way, way ahead of you. You know, you've got you, you've got so much to to be grateful for for where you've you've come from and when where you're going now. And um, um, yeah. you know, I just think you know that that's 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 the it's just the start of it, mate. Who how how can people get hold of you if they want to reach out? Actually, what I want to know first is what is it you're going to be doing now? What do you want to try and do moving forward? So moving forward. Um, I've kind of realised, and I guess it's been over the last two years since I kind of, you know, air quotes, lost my identity, um, that I, um, I realised that I'm not really that passionate about running an MMA gym anymore. I, I mean, I like that I can help people through martial arts. That part is what I love. But I'm, um, I'm not actually, you know, loving just being a martial arts coach only. And I kind of want to work on a deeper level. And um, so moving forwards, we're um, 
I'm, uh, I've started a movement called The Warrior's Way. And um, it's just about uh, building an alliance of men, you know, to support each other um, who are interested in growth and personal development. And, um, and I'm, you know, I did my first retreat on the weekend. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> I think the guys got a lot out of it. I certainly got a lot out of it. And um, so I've sort of started um, you know, doing that. I, I had a bit of a realisation at a retreat myself that, that I'm a warrior. Mm-hmm. And I can train other people to be warriors as well and to have that kind of a mindset. And yes. you know, where it's not just, not just about punching and kicking, but about um, you know, living the warrior's way, which is having compassion and empathy and caring and understanding you know, for yourself and for others and yes. to, be, to do what's right and just and be a good person and to look after yourself and all those kind of things, to look after each other. If I can build a community of people that feel the same way, it can be such a strong movement. Mm, you absolutely know? Um, right. and, and really, so I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm just really inspired to do this. I, I mean, I um, in the past I've been inspired to compete and it sort of motivated me and got me out of bed in the morning and 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 then i lost i've lost it and i i had no reason to really to do anything i was just doing things because it's you know what i had to do to survive Mm -hmm. but now i feel like i have purpose in my life i have something that's bigger than myself something that's more important that's giving me more joy and it's not about me anymore it's about helping others and I just I'm so so grateful that I that I've come to this conclusion because I'm, I'm so much happier and I, I just want to give back so mm. you know the warriors way um, has just um, I don't know it's just sort of it's all just come about so naturally and um, and I'm just enjoying it so much so um, I guess we're just we're on Facebook at the moment um, I'd probably like to build it and grow it and do more, um, but it's early days, and I've still got to trust, you know, the process and trust that everything is going to fall into place. It's it's a bit scary because you know we may be transitioning from the gym now, and um, you know, I just um, it's uh, it's it's the next part of the journey, you know. Follow your truth, mate. You know, uh, you, you know it works. Yeah. You know it works, and uh, don't don't have ego with that. You know, make sure that you you do it. You do it because your heart, and and that's that that's your truth and your purpose moving forward. You know, um, yeah. to, to have an agenda or try and have an outcome is is a trap. You know, just just let it happen, and I think things will. Have you got um, Have you got any way of anyone getting hold of you, mate? Um, yes, so just through the Warriors Way Facebook page. Yeah. Um, we still have the Fitzroy Martial Arts um, uh, page as well, but um, just either just through the, the easiest way, I guess, um, for anyone to get hold of this is the Warriors Way. Yep. Cool, mate. Cool. I'm sure that's going to expand uh, into all sorts of things moving forward. There's there's no doubt about it, mate. And um, Oh, I'm really, really grateful for this chat. I'm sure we're going to have many more. And, geez, mate, you know, that's such a um, an amazing, amazing journey, you know, uh, for a for 39-year-old, 40-year-old. There's so many 39-year-old, 40-year-olds that 
that have had battles, you know, um, but just not, not done it the way you've done it, you know. To be able to get to a stage where we can accept ourselves and, um, you know, be, be grateful for our past, whether that be good or bad, and then, and then show up to what's coming and what's possible, you know, and to be able to reach our, 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 our truth and our potential is, is really, um, you know, what we need to start to do rather than, um, you know, sort of being stuck in this uh, mindset of, um, uh, of self-doubt. And, mate, um, you know, I just reckon what you've been through um, is going to help a lot of people and that's all happened for a reason, you know. And, um, you know, cheese mate, I'm looking forward to, to what you're able to, you know, uh, achieve, well, not so much achieve, but do in the future to be able to work with yourself but also work with others to help improve their lives, mate. So, you know, I'm yeah. hoping that uh, people will, will, will reach out and, and connect and, you know, I'm really excited to see what's, what's coming for you, that's for sure. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really, I'm really, really grateful that, um, well, first of all, that we met <laughs> and that you allowed me to share my story and, um, you know, be a part of your, your podcast. And I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really um, excited about the future and, you know, and, um, and, you know, and about connecting with you and, and doing a little bit more in the future as well. Yeah, mate, I hope so, you know, and uh, one thing, one thing that's really, really, you know, this is where we, we get stuffed up as guys. We become competitive and we start to do things because, you know, we get attached to that identity too or we, um, we do things because there's going to be outcomes. But, you know, I've been doing this men's health stuff for probably eight or nine years now and I haven't shifted with regards to the way I do that because, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about what other people are doing or, you know, judging or comparing myself. I'm just doing it because I believe it needs to be done, you know, um, yeah. the men's stuff, because guys have had a rough trot and we've, we've lost our way and, you know, the warrior's way is a great way to get back on track with that. But um, certainly, um, you know, I just think we're in a really, really pivotal moment in, uh, in time uh, and we can, we can show up now and we can become warriors and we can actually like make life better not just for ourselves but for everyone and um, yeah that's you know that's not so much exciting but it's our purpose and our duty in this lifetime to do that I reckon yeah. mate that's for sure yeah absolutely I feel I feel that um, you know coming from a country background CQ you know being a fighter and all those kinds of things is a culture where you're not supposed to feel or talk about this stuff or be open or be receptive or, you know, all this growth and personal development stuff, but it just doesn't seem to, you know, it hasn't been um, a priority in so many people, you know, that are suffering. And I feel that by sharing my story, being vulnerable and, uh, you know, by being brave and, and not worrying about what other people think, I can give permission others you know people to to share their story and open up a little bit more and yeah and maybe start to heal their own hearts you know? for sure mate absolutely you know it's there you know it's it's there for everybody one of the, well, the biggest gifts i've had in life is to be able to 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 see beyond the behavior beyond the identity beyond the ego and get back to a space of having someone open up you know uh, mm, yes. and, and you realize that we're all equal then you know, yeah. we're, we're not we're not the MMA guy. We're not the doctor. We're not the the plumber. We're not the 
you know, the, um, uh, the academic or whatever it actually is, or, or the guy that's in prison, you know, we're all equal. We're all equal at the end of the day. And we've got to start to have that mindset yeah. and have compassion for others that, um, that may not, um, you know, have, have had a great life, you know, and help them have a better life. Because, you know, the, the, the mindset of judgment and punishment and comparison and criticism, that is, is not the way to, to move forward. We've got to start to open up. And all we can do is do that within ourselves. And then that spreads and grows. I, I really believe that. Yes, absolutely. Mate, um, look, really, really grateful for the chat. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, we, we get to catch up in the future and um, who knows. But I'm thinking about uh, a possible retreat at on Great Keppel, which I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get a few people along to. So hopefully we can work towards that uh, later in the year, perhaps. Absolutely. I think that would be amazing. Too easy, mate. Let's make it happen. <laughs>